Boo. Ah, did I scare you? Welcome back to uh, your favorite movie podcast. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. A conversational show where two independent filmmakers discuss what we believe are underappreciated movies. Here we are wrapping up the scary Halloween season finally. My name is John Kavikulis. I'm a Los Angeles-based filmmaker. My name is Osvaldo Cuevas and I'm a Chicago-based filmmaker. And today we have a Japanese horror classic versus an American not even close to a classic movie (laughs) (laughs) with our special guest, my good friend and very talented writer, Brandon McNeil. Welcome. How's it going? Hi everyone. How are you? Well, you ready for you ready for some? You, is it that? Is that? Yeah, could I do you can that? do whatever you want. <laughs> I am so ready. I was <laughs> yeah, like, there's hey, no rules. Up? There's no rules here, man. Just, yeah, there's no rules here. <laughs> Brandon McNeil, writer extraordinaire, based in Chicago, Illinois. Correct. 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 Awesome. Uh, and Brandon, why don't you tell us what movies you picked for us today to wrap up the spooky Halloween season? <laughs> I chose the Duon and the um, the American remake of The Grudge. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. So we're talking about The Grudge, 2004, rated PG-13, hour and 31 minutes. IMDb rating of 5.9 tomato meter, 40% audience score, 46% audience and uh, critics actually agree a lot on that one. Written directed <laughs> by Takashi Shimizu. Of course, going forward, we always like to, when we talk about Japanese or foreign movies, please forgive our pronunciation. We are dum-dums. Starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, of course, played Buffy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Cruel Intentions. She also was in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. It's also starring Jason Beer. Uh, He played Max Evans in Roswell for a bunch of episodes, I think the whole run of that. He also happened to do two episodes of the show Step by Step in the 90s. And then rounding out the top (laughs) cast with Clea Duvall. The Faculty Identity, something called Zendog. I don't know what that is, but I wanted to say it because it sounds fun. Zendog. Budget of $10 million with a worldwide gross of $187 million. So smashed it out of the park with that one. Very Of course, reversing that against the the Japanese original uh, Juwon 2002 rated R. They went for it. That one rated R. Hour and 32 minutes. So you get one whole extra minute of horror. I need to be rating a 6.7, <laughs> tomato meter 80%, audience score 62%, which actually surprised me. I thought the audience score would be a little higher on that one. Uh, also yeah. written and directed by Takashi Shimizu, which, good for them, man. Good for the studio, just taking a, taking a risk on that guy, like letting him letting him uh, just Americanize his own, his own movie, which is cool. You don't see that a lot. Starring, here we go, <laughs> Megumi <laughs> Okina. From Shudder, from St. John's Wart, and Howling Village. Masaki Ito, I think it's pronounced like Judge Ito, but there's a uh, there's a circumflex accent over that O, so it might be Ita, I don't know. I'm doing my best here, everybody. Uh, <laughs> he was in something called uh, Yumineko and Rasuto Robu. Rabu? I, man, I don't know. Brandon, if you hear me doing this incorrectly, please jump in and be like, no, dumb, dumb. Oh, You're supposed to. I have no. <laughs> All right. Uh, also starring uh, Misa Ihara. So budget of $3.5 million with only a worldwide gross of $3.6 million. Um, but this kind of had, I think, more of a cult following because this was actually the third in a series, correct? Brandon, you're going to be our expert on... Uh, on J-horror, which is a new term I learned when watching these movies. Um, so this was, the th- I th- believe the first two were uh, more like TV movies or straight to DVD. And then this one actually had a theatrical release. Do you know, yeah, do you know about is, that? Uh, 
I only know a little bit because I kind of found these during some independent websites back in the day, right? Um, but this was the last one out of the three. The other ones, I'm not sure if they were made for TV movies, but I've seen them. They also did a revamping of um, a Dune series, I think in 2017 or 18, that's on Netflix currently also. I believe there's an American The Grudge remake, wasn't there? In like 2017 or so? Like it was yeah, made again? Yeah, like 20, 2018, 2019. It was made yeah. again with John Chow, if I'm not mistaken, or it was someone that was kind of like an American actor who was also um, Japanese. I don't remember who it was, but I watched it. I did not enjoy it thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the had, reviews on it yeah. were really, really yeah. bad. I didn't really enjoy it. So let's real quick, before we get into uh, too much of this, let's do the quick IMDb synopsis of both movies. We'll just see. What do you think about that? Uh, the Grudge IMDb says, an American nurse living and working in Tokyo is exposed to a mysterious supernatural curse, one that locks a person into a powerful rage before claiming their life and spreading to another victim. Brandon, how do you feel about that synopsis? I feel, you know, <laughs> it's, wor- it's lengthy. It's lengthy. It's kind yeah. of long. <laughs> yeah. All I needed to say was ghost house. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what... Yeah. So, Juon on IMDb is a mysterious and vengeful spirit marks and pursues anybody who dares enter the house in which it resides. To the point, clean, <laughs> no frills. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think that's a little bit, yeah, a little bit of a better uh, synopsis. So, so Brandon, can you tell us uh, why did you pick these? Why did you want to talk about these two specifically? I always really liked, um, around the holiday, spooky season, for me at least. Uh, uh, it's, I pronounced, like, it's pronounced spooky. So. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Spooky season. Is I, I watch now, like, those nostalgic horror movies, and this is one of them. Like, I used to, like, watch this one. This one got me into, I mean, I guess the terminology is J-horror, right? But just thinking about, like, that time frame and thinking about how many American remakes that there were. I always really enjoy just like watching the both of them and really just ripping, rip them apart. So it's been good to choose these movies because I haven't seen these movies in five or six years. And these were some favorites of mine. So I chose these to revisit and watch it with like as an adult. Yeah. See kind of how okay. I feel about it. So Brandon, did they hit the same then as when you watched them originally? Surprisingly enough, they kind of flipped. Uh, originally, I was more of a fan of the original Dion, like the that original Japanese make of it. But I feel like as I've watched it now as an adult for the first time in six or seven years, I think the American one is kind of winning me over a little bit more. They both kind of had their wins, but what was more entertaining was the American one, which I was super shocked about. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's what, what Versus is all about. So Yeah. Here, here's the question. What order did everybody watch them in? I'll, I'll go first. I did the Japanese version and then I did the remake. Uh, I did, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really care for either of these movies. I'm just putting it out right there. Uh, but it might be, I watched the American first just because it was easier access. And I think the the Japanese one I watched had commercials. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want to, I'll deal mm. with that when I have to deal with it. So I watched the American one first and, and really like, I just, I kind of struggled through both of them. I just, it wasn't what I was into. I might be a little horrored out just because it's the end of October and I've been watching a lot of horror movies, but it, I was just like, like these are, these are, these are, a, these are a fight to get through. You know, I, I had to like put my phone on the other side of the room so I didn't keep jumping on my phone. 
Uh, Brandon, what about you? Did you see uh, Juwan first or did you see The Grudge first? I ended up watching The Grudge first because, like you were saying, it was easier access to do it. And then I watched, which is funny because I think that's how I used to watch. I watched the original kind of Japanese version first and then watched the American version. So I've done it in reverse. Um, but I watched the American version first and then I watched the Juwan. Okay. So are you... Are you a fan of other this this you said you are a fan of like J horror stuff like do you have a favorite from that that time like cuz it kind of like early 2000s it seemed like there was a bunch of Japanese horror stuff coming out and then there was mm-hmm. you know two or three years later there was the American version like I think that the reason this did so good obviously even though people don't really care for it was coming coming off the heels of the ring which mm-hmm. really people really do enjoy and it really did well like do you have a favorite from that genre or yeah, there is one. Actually, there was another one that America remade called One Miss Call. Yeah. And that was one that I feel like is definitely a top favorite of mine from that genre. Um, and it kind of did, they did make an American version, but in that one, the Japanese version does reign supreme for me. Um, the scares are a little bit more, like the visual effects have gotten better. Um, the story was more interesting. It, it felt more, I guess, entertaining than the american one so that's definitely one of mine that was a top favor favor of mine and then there was another one called cinderella um it was like makes us like a serial killer and that one was really interesting too so i think those tops were the top two of mine i feel did, did she kill people with glass slippers or with like tiny mice or something <laughs> i think they if i'm not mistaken it's been a minute but if okay. i'm not mistaken they took out they carved off the face and or the eyes i'm in I'm in. All right. Total Cinderella, Cinderella story. Cool. Um, hold on. Pause. You accidentally, you accidentally show that one to your kids. It's like, oh, God. They're just <laughs> terrorized forever. Uh, now, there was apparently, uh, I came across it. I haven't seen it. But there was apparently like a ring grudge crossover. Sedeka <laughs> versus Kayaku. I don't know anything about it other than that it exists. So no I one's seen it. Like no. I feel like I've heard of it. Okay. I wonder. I so I wonder if you it. have, do you have the. The grudge bad guy fighting the ring bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the girl, the, the kid comes out of the the, the television. She, the girl comes out of the television fume, and the kid just stand there with his mouth open and his eyes wide, ah! and then just keep hearing. Ting! Yeah, and they're both just like. Ting, ting. Are we? Yeah, are we on the same side here? What are we doing? Like Freddy versus Jason? Like, uh, like why are, are we, are we doing fighting? Here? Yeah. <laughs> why are we <laughs> <Yeah>. fighting? <laughs> we all hate these people. Let's be on the same team. That that's actually kind of interesting because what you do is you put that videotape in the haunted house and then just play it and see what happens and the ghosts can go at it yeah yeah no totally yeah you have the the kid from <clears throat> the grudge watching the ring video and then see who wins <laughs> oh i love yeah. it i love that maybe it's i will bad, watch that movie. Yeah. maybe that's what it's about and we're, we're not coming up with anything new so it's know, the right? whole concept of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> you want to get into this or anything let's else get, you want to talk about do it i don't know do you want to say anything else about these Two movies in particular before we get into it, Brennan? I mean, I'm glad you guys watched them. It's been a really good revisit of the past because it was such a big part of like my horror introduction. But I'm oh, I clicked something. But <laughs> no, nothing I can think of. I'm glad you guys, you know, allowed me to choose something for the podcast. Yeah. No, it was good. I like it when people come on and they pick stuff, especially stuff I haven't seen or stuff I haven't seen in a long time. So no, this was this was good because this was a whole era of movies that like I didn't really get into. Like even the original ring. I always joke about spoilers, by the way. I always joke about the end of the ring, like when uh, when Naomi Watts and the kid are like pushing the videotape in and she's mm-hmm. like, here, you have to hit play. Like she's like directing him how to do it. And it's this weird, like 
almost like 90 degree side shot. Like I was, I was wholly expecting them to like slowly turn and look at us, the audience, like you've just watched the ring. Now you're fucked. Like it was, I was like, what the hell is this movie? So it it was cool watching these because yeah, it's, it was just something that like at the time, you know, the early two thousands, it just didn't click with me. So no, I, I, I really enjoy when people bring stuff on that I'm not, I'm not super familiar with. I, I've not seen any of these movies as well. So this was my first viewing of both of them. I thought I saw The Grudge, but it was all brand new. I think I might have been confusing it with The Ring. Dude, this is what we always talk about, having that awesome yeah, episode uh-huh. where we bring in two movies I neither of us ever seen. And it happened. Thanks, Brandon. Oh, you did it, Brandon. You did it. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> well, let's get into those. Let's do a, let's do a little verses. Let's do a Juan the Grudge versus the Grudge. Is it called Juan the Grudge or is that just the American? That's got to just be the American version. I think that's that's I just their way the of remake. I say the remake or the OG. Yeah. All right. The All OG right. or, so the, or the for, or the American for sake version. of argument <laughs> or Juan versus the Grudge. OG versus American. Let's uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see. So, uh, Oswaldo, why don't you take us real quick through the categories people at home want to play along with us. All right. So, we got a lot of the classics. So, we got Better Direction, and then we have Better Cops, referring to the investigation team, Better Caretaker, Better Editing, Better Cinematography, Better Effects, Better Score, Most Useless Character, and this is a point that gets taken away, Favorite Moment, scariest moment best jump scare biggest what the fuck moment better story and then better ending that's the category let's there. so do yeah. it play at home play along at home let us know uh let us know if we are incorrect because oftentimes a lot of people think we're incorrect so <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful about movies man they're very 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 subjective so uh brandon you ready to play some uh verses Let's go. Let's start, man. You're our guest. We always let our guests start first. So first category, Juon versus The Grudge, OG versus The Remake. Which movie had better direction in your opinion? I'm going to say The Remake. Um, the main reason why I chose this because maybe because they need to do this for American art, um, audiences because we're idiots, but like they explained pretty much what wasn't going on right from the beginning. And I also feel like they introduced us to the world pretty quickly. Whereas with the OG, it kind of like, it jumps into the thick of it a lot quicker. Don't get me wrong. Like people are getting taken out a lot quicker, but it also doesn't, it doesn't really explain anything. Like if you didn't see these movies or know the concept of these movies as an American artist, I'm sure we audience, we probably would be a little bit confused. So I feel like I chose for direction. I chose the remake. Awesome. Oswaldo. I'm going to go with the OG. I think it was a uh, simpler. Okay. I like how they moved from character to character, kind of broke it up a little bit and, and made it more like, okay, now we're going to hear this story. And then, by halfway through, you're like, okay, so now we're going to hear how this person gets killed. You know, you kind of figured out the pattern, mm-hmm. but it was, it was definitely a lot simpler. I I kind of felt like the American version, as you mentioned, Brandon, was a little dumbed down. Like, I felt like it was feeding mm-hmm. us like, this is what happens in Japan. She's an American. You know, I don't know. It was just a little, <laughs> little weird s- sometimes. Um, so I, I did enjoy the more rawness of the original. Mm-hmm. Keeping it raw. All right, John. It's it's one to one. You're gonna have to choose one or the other. Who who comes who, who comes supreme? Who comes? I'm supreme? going to <laughs> agree. 
<laughs> pizza, <laughs> pizza supreme are we ordering? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with uh, Brandon on this one. I think that uh, the direction in the remake was better, but it's like it's every director's dream to like get to redo your fucking movie like that because it's mm-hmm. first of all you have a you have a bitter you have a bigger budget you have better actors but you also kind of get to like take a second swing at the same story you know what I mean like you get to like fix all the problems with your first one. Like I would love to go back if I could get money to like redo some projects that I've made uh, and just fix all the fuck ups and mistakes I made on the first one. So I think he, I think he did that. I think uh, it, I don't know, man. It was just better. I think I think it played better for me. So uh, yeah, I think obviously he had everything in his corner with money and actors and stuff like yeah. that. But I think that he just did a better job the second time around. So I'm giving it to the remake, the Grudge. So, any predictions uh, before we get too deep into this? Brandon, who do you think is going to win? Juwan or The Grudge? They both have such great stories. I mean, I feel like uh, it's going to be, I don't know, I think it's going to be tight. Because I feel like in certain areas, one was better than the other. So, I feel like it's going to be tight. Uh, Tight? If I had a choice, I think it's going to be tight. All right. Azada, what do you think? I have a feeling that it's going to be one of the close ones uh, as well, but I'm going to go with the original just because I think that's where where most really? of my, okay. my points are going through. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to give it. I think the remake's going to take it at the end of it, but we'll see. We will see. That's why we play the game, man. That's why that's why we take the field. Well, let's move on then. Uh, Oswaldo, better cops. What is your opinion on who, which Juan or the Grudge? Who had better cops? Juan for sure. I. I I like the way they worked together. I felt like the younger cop went to do the investigation and then he brought that information back to the older cop and they kind of talked about it a little bit. And then he brought, he like, you could tell he brought his experience to it, but they felt like they had more of a investigation workflow. Yeah. They, they had more of a workflow. Like they, they were investigating. I was about, I, I don't think in the American version, the cops really had too much of a storyline and it was kind of handed to them. And then they kind of made the, in the original one where it went back in time and we kind of saw the story of the of the cop that the original cop that investigated mm-hmm. the lone survivor cop he kind of in the new version they were kind of combined together which i i kind of like the fact that they were jumping back and forth and introducing us to different characters so but yeah i'm gonna go yeah. with the cool. with the og investigative group yeah you know what i'm gonna I'm going to agree with you and give my point to Juwan because, like you said, like I felt like the Juwan cops actually, they stood a chance and possibly figuring shit out. Like, <laughs> I never felt like in the grudge the cops were ever, they ever stood a chance. I mean, we know they're not going to save everybody, but at least in Juwan, I was at a, for a little bit there, I was like, yeah, they might, they might have some redeeming qualities. But uh, yeah, I don't think the cops in the grudge had any redeeming qualities at all. <laughs> Brandon, what, uh, where do you line up on this one? Honestly, I agree. I feel like at least in Dion, they had like pictures of papers. Like they at least looked busy. Like it looked like they were doing something. Yeah. I really, as I'm like, as we're sitting and talking about it, like I cannot think about what these cops did in the American version that like stood out. They were just like chess pieces or checker pieces, I guess. They weren't really. Yeah. Like I don't really, I don't remember much of them. Yeah, it, it, it felt like there was like an obligation to put them in there because of the first one. You know what I mean? Because they were in the first one. So, no, all right. All right, so cool. We're all in agreement. There we go. Juwan taking taking an early lead. Woo. Uh, next up, best caretaker. And <laughs> look, you're, no, nobody was really a good caretaker. 
but you're was. never you're never gonna get me to talk shit on a young Sarah Michelle Geller just because the 15 year old me who's crush on her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just eternal. So I'm giving my point to the remake with Karen. Her name was Karen. Sarah Michelle Geller. Because uh, just look, rewatch the pilot episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and tell me that she's not absolutely amazing. Plus, she's like putting out in the beginning. She's fucking chill. Like, <laughs> just on a complete uh, fucking macho dude surface level. I'm giving it to Sarah Michelle Geller. Karen she's from good, The Grudge. Yeah. She was a good girlfriend. You know, yeah. she was doing good stuff. She was doing big things. Brandon, what do you think? I'm Sarah Michelle Geller's going to get my vote as yeah. well. <laughs> I do feel like Buffy does have a very strong <laughs> pull in this, but I feel like they both, like you said, weren't the best. So mm. I definitely feel like Karen is the winner in this scenario. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, if you're listening, what up? Uh, also, her husband, Freddie Prince Jr., is now involved in like WWE wrestling and stuff, which is fucking dope. I love. Wait, is he wrestling? Uh, or is Oswaldo, he... where do you line up? He's Hold like on. he's it's, been in the ring, but he's 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 been in the ring and stuff, but he's more behind the scenes. I think he's more creative at this point. So he's not really uh, a, a wrestler wrestler. Yeah. You know who did, though? Did you ever watch that? There's a documentary on David Arquette who became a wrestler for a while from, uh, you know, like from screen movies and stuff like that. And he actually did a death match and he got fucked up. <laughs> he was not happy about it. So <laughs> that's a, there's a really cool documentary. I'll look it up. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but it's I think it's. You can't kill David Arquette or David Arquette versus the world. Oh, or like I think I remember that. Becoming a professional yeah, wrestler. it's actually really. That's right. I remember really seeing that. It looked interesting. Yeah. Is it because they did that movie about wrestling and that's how he got into it? Is that oh, why? Ready, ready to Rumble? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what brought him into that world. Because here's the thing: like, obviously, being an actor and a wrestler are two way different things. And then the, the wrestling that they were doing in Ready to Rumble is way different than the wrestling he did in re- like he did. I mean, he did regular wrestling, but then he did to like prove himself. He did a death match, which is like the most over the top violent shit ever. And his one rule was like, don't cut my face. I'm an actor. And of course, the first thing the guy does is fucking slice his face. Open. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's like bleeding all over the place. It's interesting. They they did a um, beyond the uh, not beyond the mat. What's it called? Dark Side of the Ring on it, too. So I would check it. out. I would recommend both of those. They're pretty good. I remember seeing something about that. Looks pretty. I, so I mean, I I kind of always every time I watch every once in a while I'll go see Lucha Libre, and afterwards yeah in my I head, love I'm Lucha like, Libre yeah I want to do that like how do I get involved and like because there's a community out here that does it but it's it's just it's insane and I'm like not physically the right person for that <laughs> for a wrestling match <laughs> like, yeah yeah I'm a dad I'm too like, tiny I'm a dad. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there's well tiny's perfect though man to do to do lucha luchador stuff like uh and the, the santino brothers out here in los angeles have a, a school for it and it's like their matches are fucking crazy it's just people flipping off the shit and you have a gymnastics background what are you talking about you're perfect well, that's what i'm saying per- i could maybe do if it. you would have started at like 17 you know what i mean but yeah Maybe not starting now, but you would have been you would have been one of the best. You would have been Rey Mysterio Sr. You would have <laughs> Oswaldo, what was your answer for best caretaker? I'm gonna go complete opposite. I'm gonna go with uh Rika. Mainly really? because so Sarah Michelle Geller had to clean up a little bit of pee and a little bit of stuff on the floor. The mm-hmm. house in uh Juong was fucking horrible and shit stained. There was there was a giant shit stain that she cleaned up. So, I'm I'm gonna give it to her for that. You make a good point. I mean, you, you you make, make up a good shit. Point. I get yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller doesn't touch shit. All right. She doesn't yeah. touch shit. Not in my book. No. That was probably in her contract. She goes, no. <laughs> she was all the, re- she was all the original. Like, no, 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 not no, even, no, no, no. Not yeah. even. <laughs> Here's a list of things I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah. Not even like the fake, like, what was the Chappelle show when they had the, the like, the Snickers bar on the ground and they, like, melted it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even that. We say he was like, yeah, like, he had, he, like, saw the art department guy, like, melting it with a lighter to make it, like, sticky and shiny. And then the guy, like, licked his fingers. And he was like, no, man, like, I know it's just a Snickers bar, but no, don't be licking Gross. your fingers. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, one, one for, uh, Juwan, two for, uh, let's be honest, two for Sharon Michelle Geller, not for the necessarily much. <laughs> Um, Brandon, you have a thoughts, uh, next category, better editing. What are your thoughts? I think the biggest thing is that they both clearly had different production value, production, uh, budgets. I did really like the close-up scenes in Duong. So I feel like I'll choose that one. I really liked kind of like how they have like the close-up of like the dramatic moments. I like those little subtle moments between like, like a little boy running around. I can't think of the boy's little name, but him running around or kind of being in the background. I feel like I would choose Juon for the little boy, the little man. You're choosing the little uh, boy. I'm choosing, <laughs> choosing the little boy, Juon. Um, <laughs> so I'll choose Juon for this one. All right. One for one for Juon Oswaldo. What do you think? I'm actually going to go with the grudge for this one. I felt like the editing in Juong was sometimes confusing. Like, I'd be like, well, how'd they get to that location? Or like, where did, where did like this scene go from this time to the next one? And then that whole going back in time was also confusing. Like there was just a lot of moments that just mm-hmm. didn't cut together so smoothly. So um, I felt mm-hmm. like the, the grudge was just more straightforward. Nothing fancy, but at least they kept a coherent visual story. story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree with you, Osaldo. I think the grudge uh, gets it in my book. Just... Also, like, there was a couple times in Juan where, like, they, they jumped the line and stuff like that. So it's a little, like, and I don't think it was intentionally to, like, make you uh, confused or make you feel disoriented. I think it was just bad editing. And maybe they didn't know or I don't know. I don't know who edited it off the top of my head. But um, I feel like The Grudge was just kind of a smoother a smoother story, a smoother watch than, than Juan. And, of course, again, it comes into budget, I think, more than anything else. Like when you have the money for a better editor and you have the money for assistant editors and you have the money for re- retakes and, and reshoots and stuff, then you can fix that kind of stuff. But we can only judge the product they gave us. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with the grudge, the, the remake. So hand in hand with editing where uh, we got up next. We got cinematography. Osvaldo, what do you think you, you love? You love cinematography. What do you what do you give it to? I'm going to go with the OG. Definitely. Really? simpler they they did some pretty creative stuff with the lighting that they they did not do in the the remake the the remake looked more like a sitcom it was very light like it was lit in like a sitcom you know what i mean it was just very flat they, they didn't get as creative within juong like especially when the bad spirit was around like lighting would change they'd get into like darker scenes i, I felt like they took more advantage of shadows and mm. they did more interesting things with the camera i thought i think once they maybe had that big budget, it was on a crane and they just couldn't move around as, as smoothly. And so maybe I think they they kind of just stuck to the basic shots in The Grudge. Interesting. Actually, I kind of think kind of the opposite where it was like more, not not as much about the camera movement, but about the uh, the look of it. I thought that the, I thought that Juwan looked very like student film, kind of amateur-ish. And The Grudge looked, I mean, it looked polished. But again, it comes down to budget which then you know budget affords you more time and then you get you get to do what you want to do you know so 
I just I think that Juan looked it looked like it was a, t- a made for TV movie in my opinion. So I'm going to give my point to um, the Grudge, the remake. Brandon, what do you think? Who do you think? Are you going? Uh, are you team Hideo Yamamoto or are you team Takushio Kikamura? <laughs> it's hard because I think you both made very valid points because clearly the original Juan has an indie film like feel like it's clearly a lower budget they clearly had to make it work with what they've had and the grudge is clearly the opposite where it has clearly a higher budget cranes lighting all these different things but i didn't think about it until as Valdo said it it did kind of it did get lit like a sitcom it was very <laughs> bright it was very like it, it wasn't it didn't change like those tones so i think originally i was going to say the grudge but i feel like from an interesting standpoint, maybe Duon, Duon for that one. Okay. Hey man, there ain't no, there ain't no wrong answers here. Whatever. It's all opinion based. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, you won't, this is, you know, what's crazy is with the exception of the dumb, dumb cops, everything's been split so far. This is, I think the furthest kind of we've gotten into this with it being this split. So, uh, let's keep rocking and rolling them. Better FX. I mean, again, Duon looks to me like it looks like, it looks like what a high school horror movie would look like. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, The Grudge, it just looked better. It had a better budget. Do you want look? They literally was like, oh, here's a ghost. But it was just a kid with like paint on it. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I mean, so I get it. You got to do look. You got to do what you got to do to get the shots and make to get the story out. But if you compare it to what the Grudge bad guys look like or the Grudge ghosts look like, like they actually took their time to make these things look scary as opposed to just covering this Japanese kid with like white powder. So I'm giving it to, uh, I'm giving it to the grudge. Oswaldo, what do you think? I'm going to go the complete opposite for the exact same reasons. I really, I really liked the yeah. white powder on the kid. And I did. Just it was super like, simple. Uh, he had just like, he just ran through, he just walked through powder. corn starch factory. And <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I liked like, that, <laughs> that it was simple that they didn't really, because they couldn't afford the effects, they didn't use it. Now, it's not so much mm-hmm. that I like the effects that they used in uh, Ju'an. It's how much I really didn't like the effects on The Grudge. They looked so bad. They were very, like, CGI. Like, the reflection yeah. in her in the in the, the bus, like, with the angle was, like, way off. It, like, didn't make sense. It looked like the hair was all all over the place and you could just tell it was CGI. It was early CGI and I don't think they were ready for it yeah. or what they wanted to do. Like the the hair scene where the hand comes out like was so done, mm-hmm. like done so well and looked so real in The Grudge and, or sorry, in Ju-On, the original one and I felt like they're like, oh, we could do it in CGI now and they did and it just looked like a CGI hand. You know, it just, it, the CGI took it, yeah. took See, me away from the That was actually one of the moments. things I, I thought I thought the FX, I thought that hand scene in Juan looked, I mean, it literally just looked like somebody grabbing her off of the back, like That's off what of it the was. screen. They're yeah. just like, all right. Yeah, but like, I've always thought it was supposed to be like somebody creeping up behind her. Maybe it was an expectation that I had from the trailer of The Grudge. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought the hand came out of her head and she felt it, but I guess it was somebody grabbing her head. I don't know. I just, that fucking, those ghosts, I <laughs> I just couldn't get past them, man. They look so bad. They look so bad. And it's just, all right. All right, kid. Uh, I'm gonna cover you in this white paint, and then I just want you to open your eyes as wide as you can. Like that's it. That's all. They did. <laughs> open your mouth. I'm gonna put black paint in there uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, we're, Brandon, we're split. We need a winner. 
I gotta, I understand it being an indie film, but that white powder was not gonna <laughs> do what it needed not to do. What it, it's not it where was it's just at, man. They, <laughs> because they didn't just use it on the ghost. Anytime that they showed someone who had spooked, was spooked or insane or whatever you want to say, they use like the same powder, just less of it on them in their hair. <laughs> so like, I feel like the grudge to me, <laughs> I feel like the grudge for me was better. Now it was early CGI, but like, I feel like there were times when I watched you on now where it looks like the guy's supposed to pop up or the kid's supposed to pop up. It looks like he just walked in in the room. Like, hey, I'm here. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were like, all right, crouch down and then pop up. Like there was no, like, it, like, literally, <laughs> it was no delay. It was just like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Like I yeah, felt like after a while, the people tricks. were just gonna be like, "Oh, that the, oh that kid that kid's back." All right, um, you want like a sandwich or something? What do you want? <laughs> you want? All right, he's here. Like he was also confused why he was there. <laughs> like he yeah, just, just, like what am I supposed to? Am I a ghost? Am I what am I supposed to be? Am I a fan of some sports team that their color is white? Like what? I just painted myself this color. So. <laughs> have you guys seen? Have you guys seen? By the way, uh, to completely deviate. So uh, you know, like Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. But I guess there's one in France. I don't know what it's called. But they just released um, like the rocks wax oh, sculpture. Yeah. Have you seen this? And it's like it's whiter than me. Like it's fucking so <laughs> awkward. He he's contacted him to be like, you guys got to fix that, man. Like that is really like that's not only is it like just unsettling to look at. It's like also of course super offensive to his culture. But he's like, because I heard him, he was kind of complaining about it, and I was like, how bad could it be? And then I looked it up, like. It's terrible. Like he looks like he could be in Juan. Like I was like he's just like, and it. So it, you realize like that dark skin on the rock is what makes him super handsome. Because if he was like super pale, like Irish guy, and he looked like that, he would look like shit. So I was like, dude, I if think you haven't seen it, it, you gotta look. Did they? I, okay, did they, they fixed it, but it still didn't look that much better. It still it looks terrible. It, it still didn't look that much better. It's like the Ronaldo statue or whoever it was, where like his face was yeah, all fucked like, up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's why I have no statues of me. Yeah, I won't do it. I, I, I sit for portraits. That's it. Better score. Brandon, you got uh, you got thoughts on better score? I liked Juon actually better. Uh, I feel like they just... The grudge was fine, but I feel like they played around with more of like the silence aspect, which is totally fine. But I feel like I felt with Juon that like it encompassed the moment. Like when something spooky was going on, you felt it. Like it got a little bit loud, but it wasn't too overpowering. And maybe because they had a smaller budget, but I think I would choose Juon for this one. Okay. Oswaldo, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with the opposite on, on this one. Um, I did enjoy the score <laughs> of Juon, but I felt like the jump scares had more of an mm -hmm. impact like the the audio sounded very thin like it was no it was all highs and mids and then i felt like with the grudge like they had more of a, a deeper bass more resonance they took more advantage of and of course this is all a budget thing but they took more advantage of the surround sound in a room like they they mm -hmm. had more of an impact sound i just felt like a lot of those scenes wouldn't be scary at all more comical if it wasn't for the music yeah okay uh yeah, yeah I, I i kind of agree with you Oswaldo, on this one uh i think the grudge just again it, it's you're talking about a, a grimy indie versus a polished you know it's like when we talked about the departed versus deep cover it's like stuff like that when you can hire better people better editors better sound designers you're just going to get a better result i think in the end mm -hmm. i actually the juan score wasn't bad though it was creepy and ominous yeah and all it that was stuff, cool but the 
I think the grudge just again, it's when you have ten people working on something versus probably one or two people, you're you're gonna get a better result. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it to the grudge. If I had to listen uh, to them, just listen to them by themselves, I would choose Juong. But if to watch it coincide with the film, I think it worked better with the grudge. Well, wait a minute then. But the question was better score. Yeah. <laughs> well better score for the movie. Yeah. From better score to the most useless character where we will be taking a point away. Is that what you want to do, Oswaldo? Yeah, I think we should take a point away for giving us a useless right, character. We'll take a point away. I'm, I'm going to have to figure out how to tally that. <laughs> Oswaldo, who's the most useless character? Juon, Grudge, who do you think? I'm going to go with Architecture Boyfriend. What was his name? Doug or something? He was pointless. Doug in the Grudge? Yeah. yeah. What was up with, like, he was a weird character and, like, I think maybe they just wanted to give Sarah Michelle Geller a sex scene. Dude, totally. 100%. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, Doug, Doug from the Grudge, man. I don't know what his fucking problem was. Like, he gets laid in the beginning, and you're on his side, and then after that, he just fucking gets in the way. Like, he goes to the hospital, he doesn't do anything, and then he's actually the reason. He was only there to draw her back into that house at the end. That was his yeah. only reason for being there. So yeah, man, fucking I'm fuck the Doug. House. Get fucked. No. Yeah. yeah, Doug can get fucked in my book. So he did. <laughs> he did, but then he can. So, Brandon, what do you think? I mean, Doug is definitely number one, but the runner-up for me, a runner-up is the cops, because I really have to think about like what they did during this movie. There were like, so I, many like, useless had, characters. Yeah, it was I, crazy. I was like, what did we? What did you do? Like, yeah. everyone still ended up dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like they're like real cops. Like, oh, there's a crime. <laughs> we'll, we'll call the cops. They'll be here once the crime's over. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? What is your point? Yeah. They make stern have, faces. I'll have you come yeah. to me, and then I'll tell you something, and then that's it. The uh, yeah, dude, it was it, look. There was a lot of useless characters, but yeah, fuck Doug. What here's you the thing that I, I felt like a lot of the. It just sounds fun to say fuck Doug, right? It's, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get fuck. Get fucked, Doug. <laughs> I think the fact that Ju Ong had so many characters, and and that worked for the story structure that they had. When they went to remake it, they're like, well, we have to include these characters, but they didn't have to. They just wanted to because they were there. They I didn't felt like have to. They just kind of included yeah, them because they like were there. It was like an obligation yeah. of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They could have just stuck right. to like the core characters and it would have been better. Yeah, they could have been a cleaner, more more direct movie. But you always have to have that love interest in American movies. I, I don't mm. necessarily agree with the concept of that, but uh, you, you're going to get that in American movies. That's true. Cool. So we can all just kind of agree. Uh, fuck Doug, right? Get fuck fucked, Doug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck Doug. Fucking Doug, get out of here. Fucking Doug from yeah. the grudge. Doug is uh, the worst. Oh, yeah. Man. Fuck Doug. All right. So favorite moments. Uh, like it's got it for me. Bill Pullman jumping off the roof in the grudge was like <laughs> it actually like <laughs> surprised the shit out of me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, because it reminded me of like. That kind of like Drew Barrymore in Scream or like Janet Lee in Psycho where like this big star, like, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar was a big star at the time too, obviously, but um, you you you, you kind of introduce this character that you think is going to like, uh, this big actor that's going to carry us through the story and then you kill him off. Like when he jumped off the roof in the beginning, I was just like, where the fuck did that come from? So of all the moments in both of those movies, I think that was actually uh, my favorite Brandon, what uh, what do you think? What is your favorite favorite moment? You know what? In Juon, when I don't remember what the girl it was, one of the scenes of kind of later half, like the second half of the movie, where the friends were going to see their friend. I think her name was Izumi. 
if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And she had been held up. She was held up in her apartment. And it was when the ghost finally came after her, where she moves the curtains and each face, each like hole in like the window had a face of one of the ghosts or one of the, the spirits. And it like it chased her out of that area and pulled her through a, a shrine, if I'm not mistaken. I really liked that scene. I just thought that like it, it really conveyed. I just thought that it really conveyed the hopelessness of the situation. And each in the Juan, it all had its own little vignettes of like who was going like clearly that person was going to die. Yeah. But I thought that in that case, it was just super interesting. It brought the hopelessness of that situation. It made you think about it. It was kind of haunting in its own way. So I really did like that scene. It was, I think it was the taking of Izumi. Okay, cool, man. Uh, nice. Oswaldo, what do you think? So I'm going to go with, so there, there's there's two moments. Um, and I'll mention them both because they're both in the same movie. Okay, we'll, pick, we'll pick one. We'll pick one. <clears throat> I'm going to pick, I'm gonna pick <laughs> one and then I'm going to just include the other one. <laughs> so... Okay. One of my favorite moments <laughs> was when um, the sister in the beginning, when she gets haunted in, in her office and she's in the bathroom and she kind of hears like the noise, like, which was a cool, creepy in noise movie? in Ju-On, the original the Japanese version. In Ju-On? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she's in the bathroom and like, she's like hearing these noises and then she, she comes out and then she's like trying to look under the stall. But then all of a sudden the stall opens and this character, like this, this figure comes out in the hair like falling out and he slowly creeps out and she looks at it <laughs> yeah. and she just gets the fuck out of there. Like it wasn't like a ah! <laughs> scream and, and like she didn't stay yeah. and like fall or trip or anything. She just left. She went and then she went to go get help. Like I thought that was cool. Like that's yeah. what I think most people would do in a, in a horror situation. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. So yeah, I really liked that, that she just out. left. Yeah. yeah. And then there was an also, also another one that I that I could have uh, mentioned with the cinematography, but in the beginning with the husband when he turns evil, like the lighting changes in his face and it gets darker, and then his his facial expression as he changes, like everything just gets darker. I just thought it was a really cool moment. Right before he walked up the stairs, right? Like right before he walked up the stairs? Or no, no, right right before right when he became like haunted by the Juan, whatever it is. <laughs> we don't even know Last what the ghost is called. The Juan, <laughs> I know, right? They're just yeah. the, by the house. The Juans, yeah. The uh, well, there is a word for I can't. I don't remember off the top of my head. There is a word like for that spirit in Japanese culture. It begins with an O. It's like oh, not it's not Okinawa. I was gonna say, but it's something like that where it's like oh, these spirits that can actually like hurt you, like ghosts in in the United States. Like the whole thing is like oh, they can't really hurt you, but like in Japan, like ghosts can fuck you up. So stay mm-hmm. away from these ghosts. So. All right, so you're giving it to Juwan. All right, man, we are split. Okay, with the exception of the cops and fuck Doug, everything else has been split, <laughs> man. So I guess we all know where we line up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sc- scariest scene. Brandon, what uh, of these two terrifying, horrifying movies, what, uh, what would you say the scariest scene is? I think it's going to be the same scene as I just said before, where they pulled Izumi through the shrine and like her friends were coming after her. I thought that to be super interesting. Um, I thought that, I don't know. I just thought it was just so like the friends having a little outfits. I thought it was just like a really cool thing. Watching her getting dragged into the abyss was really yeah. interesting. So yeah, I yeah, would yeah. choose that one again, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll use nah, that that's one. That's cool, again. man. You can use it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oswaldo, mm-hmm. what do you think? Scariest scene. I'm going to go with the, so right after the moment where she goes, the, um, the sister, goes to get help from the the cop and then the cop gets uh, taken over by a demon. She leaves and she's in her elevator. And then as she's going up the floors, we keep seeing the kid 
like as close to his face yeah. looking at the window. Oh, I, I thought that, that was super creepy. Yeah. yeah. That kind of like yeah, just, dude. On, just stuck with me. You're I talking was about like, the Juon version, not the, not yeah, the grudge version. Yeah, the Juon. Right? Uh-huh. See, I, I totally agree with you. I'm gonna, I'm also going to go to that scene in Juon because the grudge did the exact same thing, but they had the kid positioned way further back mm-hmm. and yeah. you saw more of his body. And the, every time it went up, it was creepy, but I was distracted because I was like, is that little kid naked? Like that's yeah. all I could think about is they're going up, but in Juon they like put him his face like his right face up against right the on thing. there. Yeah, I think it was way more impactful. So yeah, I'm actually I'm also going to give it to Juon. So oh, wow, is that hey man three three for Juon? Oh my gosh, Ooh. I think uh, I think that fuck Doug is gonna is gonna bring the grudge down. So minus three points for that one, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty close right now. So. Best jump scare, Oswaldo. You got one for best jump scare. I do, and it's a very simple one, but it just like tot- like literally made me like almost jump a little bit. So, it's when she hears like the cat and she starts following the cat up the stairs. I'm talking about Ju An, the original, mm-hmm. and it's standing like right on top of the stairs, and all of a sudden these little white hands grab the cat and like take it away, and she's just like, "What? Who's there?" Like that yeah. moment, like was fuck. I was like, "Whoa!" I wasn't expecting that. That was cool. That was one of the first jump scares, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was going to be every 10 seconds going to be a jump scare <laughs> after that. Jump scare of city, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it to Juan also, but I think I think it's actually the scene that Brandon's been talking about, but like uh, where Izumi is running from the ghosts and then she kind of like leans back and I don't know where a ghost like grabs her and rips her head back. I was oh, like, okay, yeah. I'm into that. Like <laughs> that for some reason, that one really, <laughs> of, all the, of all the jump scares, and I'm, I'm not a jump scare fan in general, but uh, I think that was a good one because, like, you did kind of, th- you know, when a jump scare is coming, which is part of what makes it work because you have that, t- you tense up and you're like, they didn't get away, they didn't get away. But <laughs> that one just, I like that one a lot because it, it, they did it in a way that I wasn't expecting. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? You got a favorite jump scare from these two? I think it was in actually The Grudge when Sarah Michelle Karen, Sarah Michelle Geller, talks Karen. to the. <laughs> <laughs> talks to you know walks over to the grandmother who's like ailing and you just see like the black coming from the corner she's like not aware of it all but the black here in the corner yeah and then the next scene it's just like the wife or not the wife the grandmother looking up and seeing the hair come down and then it like blows out and i was very cgi but like i thought it was pretty interesting i thought it was a nice little jump scare yeah cool man heck yeah i like that scene yeah i thought that was cool Cause like she's not Sarah Michelle Karen doesn't realize that it's going on behind her and the it it looks like the mom's comatose but she's actually looking past her to this thing mm-hmm. so yeah no totally and then moving on to biggest WTF what the what the fudge moment <laughs> uh, this scene cracked me up I know it was supposed to be scary but in Juon uh, when <laughs> Zumi's like lying in the bed and there's a monster just like standing over her just like burping in her face <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally might have said "what the fuck" out loud when watching that. I was like, "What is this? What is happening in this movie?" Um, a lot of gassy ghosts in in these movies, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Juwon just because I was like, "What is what is happening here?" So, uh, Brandon, you got you got a thought on that? Um, I think for me, the "what the fuck" moment is when in Juwon. When the little boy, you remember we talked about the special effects, just the guy's just like walking into the room. The first time you see the little boy with the girl laying down, he just pops up and he has like this like gross shit on his tongue and he starts meowing. But it, it like, I'm like, this just looks, this doesn't look scary. This just looks gross. 
this. <laughs> I was like, this just looks gross. I was like, this is not like, and maybe because the grudge did it a little bit better, maybe like, cause it's just like everything was blacked out in the grudge. So like you didn't see anything, but in Juon, they have like, I don't know, like some type of paste on his tongue. And he just kind of walked uh-huh. in, like he just ate something gross. And I was just like, this is not, like, this is not scary at all. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, this is not needed. Yeah. I do like that what the fuck moment can mean anything to anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Oswaldo, you got a good one? What do you got for us? Yeah. So mine was for uh, The Grudge. Now, my biggest, like, what the fuck moment was like, how did Sarah Michelle Karen figure out that? this whole thing was connected to the professor. You know what I mean? Like that was a weird oh, connection. Yeah. Like because she was on a webpage and they happened to be in the same thing. But like, is that, is that what they're going to go with? It's like, Oh, there's an article. It's like supposed it. to be this big reveal too. And yeah. you're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just that like connection that. You're just didn't make oh any gosh, sense so to three me. Very different answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you doubt the skills of Buffy. Okay. She has a lot of skills <laughs> in her wheelhouse. Yeah, she's good. She knows what she's doing. There was a great episode of Buffy, I remember, like, where the whole thing was about this monster who, like, came back from, like, Mesopotamia or something like that. And he was, like, fucking everybody up. And he's like, no, no, uh, no weapon forged by man can destroy me. And, like, that was the whole thing. And at the end, she, like, hits him with, like, a bazooka and he explodes. And she was like, yeah, like, he's from, like, 7,000 years ago. He didn't know what a bazooka was. <laughs> like, of course, we can destroy him. It was the most, like, yeah, dum- dummy. Like, what the fuck? Of course. So. Problem it felt like solution. When, I, when I watched it the first time, I remember kind of being like, that was a bit of a cop out. And then I was like, that's actually really brilliant. Just to be like, no, it's like that Simpsons where Homer like falls into the big flower and that it comes up to eat him. And he just walks out and they're like, how did you know you could get out? And he's like, it's a flower. It's a flower. Like, <laughs> duh. Like, use your fucking <laughs> head every down. once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are coming to the end. Two categories left. Brandon, better story, Juon or The Grudge, the original versus uh, the remake. What do you What do you give the better story to? This one was hard for me because I did initially like kind of like the vignettes of the original Juon. Like I liked that it was just kind of, they walk in the house, they're going to die. But the issue I have with that is that it started to become a little competitive, like not competitive, was it repetitive at the end of it. So I felt like by then it's like, okay, somebody's going to die. We know. I feel like the grudge had a little bit more of a cohesive direction. So I would choose the grudge in this one. Okay. Oswaldo, agree, disagree, thoughts? Disagree for the exact same reasons. Uh. <laughs> I like that it was kind of broken up and you almost, you did kind of know what to expect, but it was, I felt like it was more like watching short films and like you get like these little bits of stories mm-hmm. that ultimately will make like one one big story. Um, but I did enjoy how it was broken up and it was different characters and it, it was kind of cool to know like this character's fucked. <laughs> You know, and then even yeah. at the at the end, like you just I don't know. I kind of like the way it was broken up. This story again, like with my biggest what the fudge moment was like, how how did they even make that connection? Like it felt like there was a lot of holes in the grudge story and the story plot. Like I yeah. felt like they just yeah, kind of yeah. had an idea. They, they knew overly a direction. complicated it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Ju on. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Osvaldo. I think uh, first of all, it's the original. It's pretty much the same story, but it just is a little cleaner uh, and made a little more sense in that. Yeah, the uh, uh, it, it's really bothering me now that you brought that up about the disconnect between her figuring out the Bill Pullman thing. Yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm not into that. I'm not into that at all. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to uh, 
I'm going to give it to Juwan. So two two for Juwan, one for the grudge. Uh, Oswaldo, final category is fitting because our final category is better ending. What do you think? All right. I'm going to go with Juwan one more time. I liked that no one escapes the house. You know, it, you, you'll kind of think like, okay, how, how is she going to get out of it? Because what was interesting with her is that we start off with her and then we come back with her again as a as, 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 as a separate story. So it's like, okay, so maybe she defeats the ghost in the end and she figures out a way, but she doesn't. And then what was even cooler about it was through the story with the friends, you kind of see the, the missing girls picture. And then at the end of this movie, you see the same the same uh, poster of the missing girls, but then there's like like 50 more posters of like yeah. all these missing people. I was like, oh shit, this house is, is coming for you. It's going to get everybody. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally agree with you. Um, the posters at the end, uh, the way everything was, was set up and delivered, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Juwan took it. And honestly, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I can't even remember how the grudge end, like, ended. <laughs> like it didn't have any kind of impact on me at all. So I'm giving it to uh, Juwan. Brandon, why don't you uh, why don't you finish this up here, my friend? What uh, be- you better started this ending? You better end Juwan, it. You you called down the thunder. I, so. You know what? I feel like I'm gonna go with Juwan um, because I feel like in the American version, there's a lot of things that were added that really didn't amount to anything. So it's so when I think about like a cleaner ending, a more satisfying ending, I do consider Juwan to be what I would choose as well. Yeah, yeah. Keith. Three for Juwan. Let me uh, let me total up. I, I feel like I know where this went, but uh, Juwan kind of took it took took the lead at the end there. So uh, let me do a quick tally here, and I will let you know our winner for the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> so not as uh, not as close as we thought it was going to be. And you know what really did it was the uh, was the minus three for Doug. Yeah. For um. Sure. Winner, winner, obviously, if you've been paying attention. Juwan, 24, The Grudge, 12. So Juwan doubled The Grudge's wow. total. So a uh, bit of a surprise there. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. I was, uh, uh, no I was no one's a... ever going to get as close. As, what was it? Rear, rear Window and, and Fright Night tied? <laughs> yeah, they tied. <laughs> Brandon, what's yeah. a better movie? Rear Window or Fright Night? Rear Window with Johnny Depp, right? Uh, no. no. Which one? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the Hitchcock. Rear, the Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, so I can't. Okay, okay. You're talking about, uh, what, what the hell was that Johnny Depp movie called? I know what you're talking about. It came out in like 2002 or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. It had window in it, I think. It did. I just remember the girl <laughs> The girl from the video store next to the place I was working was just every day she was like, oh my God, he looks so good in that. He looks so good in that poster. <laughs> I was like, all right, take it easy. He's, uh, he's a very handsome window. man. Yeah, he's handsome. It's like 2002 Johnny Depp. Yeah, I watched Blowout, which blowout? was like in the oh, 70s. No. Yeah. Woo. He was like, he, wait, what? Big blue eyes Blowout. You, you've never no. seen it? Oh, I'm talking about Johnny great. Depp in... Oh, why did wait I think John Travolta? What do you... Never mind. Oh, <laughs> I heard John Travolta. Are you talking about... <laughs> okay. like, what movie? I was like, Johnny Depp in the 70s with blue eyes. <laughs> this is my biggest what the fuck moment right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess out of those two, I've only seen Fright Night, so I'll choose Fright Night because I definitely love Fright Night. Fright Night's running there away it is again, it, yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. tied. It was three of us and it tied, and now Fright Night post-interview, uh, post-podcast is running away with it. So, what? well, Brandon, thanks for bringing these in, man. I never, Again, I'd never seen any of these. I thought I had seen The Grudge, but I guess I hadn't. Yeah, um, same here. But, yeah, we got a winner. Juwan as the greatest 
movie of all time. Um, Brandon, thanks for coming on the show, man. Where, uh, why don't you tell us where people can find you if you want? Um, you can find me on my Instagram. It's called The Last Brando. That's it. Don't really post too much on it. <laughs> so if you just want an empty friend, that's it's me, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> you get those, you do a, what is it, a like for like or whatever? Like get, yeah. your, get your numbers up, you know? Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Great meeting you. And um, you got anything you want to promote? Any kind of projects you got working on or? Currently, no, but I have a couple horror movies I have for, you know, the end of the spooky season. Yeah, dude, yes, lay it on us. Would, uh, give what us some recommendations. I really like this one on Netflix called Creep. Uh, Creep? The Mark Duplass oh, one? Yeah, yeah, Mark Duplass. I, I, okay. I love that movie. That's so good. Because it's like, it's just so realistic. It's like, I feel like that's something <laughs> that could absolutely happen. It's it so wasn't, dis- it's so it's, like awkward too and disturbing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love it. And they made a second one. I didn't like it as much, but it was enjoyable. I just hope they don't over overdo it. And also, like Scream is a big series that I watch around this time of year. Um, old to new. And then I don't know. A lot of people haven't seen this one. It's called Hell House LLC. It's like a it's like a shaky cam. Okay. Huh. Never heard of it. Never heard of oh, it. Oh, okay. It's on YouTube, and it, it basically it's about this. It's it's a very independent film, shaky cam. Basically, these people have a haunted house. They are making haunted houses, and they use this old abandoned hotel, and then everybody starts dying. Really wow. good. Sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hell House LLC. It's called. Mm-hmm. I All like right, that. Cool man. Are you yeah. are you a fan of the new the newer Scream stuff, the one like Jenna Ortega and that stuff? Did you like those or? It's it's grown. They grew on me. I just I think I was one of the last people to watch it uh, because I only saw them maybe earlier, maybe a couple months ago. But I really Same have like the yeah. direction that they're going in. They don't have you know Nev Campbell in it, but I'll get over it. Like each franchise <laughs> needs to have its own moment. Yeah. I mean, Jenna Ortega, I mean, she's she's good at what she does, I think. Like mm-hmm. She's, she's kind of in that like weird kind of spooky world after doing Wednesday and stuff like that. So she, I think she was a good choice to kind of take over that franchise. So Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, cool, man. But yeah, man, thanks so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, thank if you, you guys. Another, think of another verses you want to do, let us know. We'll bring you back. It was great. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Any category. It doesn't have to be horror now, so we could choose whatever you want. So think of something, and we'll definitely get you back, because this was a lot of fun. So this was my turn. I got to pick the movies, and Brandon, we chose yours. And so, Brandon, I don't know if you know how this works, is that now it's John's turn to pick some movies and to bring a guest or just to have us. But I don't know what the movie's going to be. So uh, why don't you enlighten us, John? So next week... We're going to do something that's we've never done before. Right? Oh, okay. I'm going to bring right. on a guest, and it's something that's so outrageous and so over the top. It's something that anyone who listens to this show could never imagine us doing. But I'm actually bringing on a guest that is a girl. So we're bringing <laughs> oh, our first time. female ever nice. onto okay. this show. Yeah. <laughs> So we're bringing uh, a guest, Mary, onto the show. She's a big film fan. She's reached out a couple times to me to do different things. I've known her uh, for a couple years. She's really, really smart, really funny. And what she wanted to do, now that we're done with Halloween, we're going to go a completely different direction. So we're going to take two films, two comedic actors that are taking on their first serious roles. So next week, we're going to be doing a versus Jim Carrey in The Truman Show Versus Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Interesting. Oh. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, I figure yeah. it was, we kind of were going back and forth on a couple of different things. And um, 
and we decided on this because it was they're similar movies if you think about it because you have this mm-hmm. kind of like god eye looking down on you the whole time but we really wanted to look at like Will Ferrell who was you know Ricky Bobby and and Ron Burgundy doing this very serious down to earth character who might be losing his mind versus Jim Carrey who's you know dumb and dumber and over the top and this was kind of his first real take on a serious serious character so we're just gonna we'll figure out some categories but we're gonna go head to head what about fire marshal bill fire marshal bill here's the thing fire is a very serious i forgot about fire marshal bill so (laughs) fire is no joke yeah so yeah next week we're bringing mary on and we're gonna do truman show versus stranger than fiction i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i think it's gonna be a break from all the horror and death we've been dealing with for uh (laughs) last month yeah i've been wanting to watch the truman show actually i've been thinking about it recently so this is perfect yeah, good, man. I, I actually haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, it's got Ed Harris. It's got a great cast. And I actually don't know if I've watched it since I've been working in the film industry. So it might actually hit a little different for me there, too. Oh, um, yeah, I don't think I've watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever. I saw it in the theaters, and I think that was it. Yeah, I think I saw it right when it came out. Um, but people go crazy for it. She had brought up Truman Show and a couple different things. And then we kind of landed on a versus with Stranger Than Fiction because I thought they, I thought it'd be a fun kind of look you know, yeah. to compare them to. I haven't. Nice. Uh, I should have looked up to see where you can see them. I haven't done that yet, so hopefully they're still <laughs> available somewhere. But we'll figure it out. Brandon, any thoughts? Any thoughts? Do you think the winner is going to be? I don't know. I love. I like Stranger Than Fiction, but I love the Truman Show. Yeah, I, I just. Mm-hmm. It's just such a good self-reflection movie, too. Ah, I'm going to say Stranger Than. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the Truman Show is going to win. All right. Okay. Well, we also cool. have no categories decided yet, so <laughs> we're, I'm going to purposely I'm going to purposely push it into Stranger Than Fiction so that you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> we'll bring you back on and flog you. you know. But yeah, that's uh, Truman Show, Stranger Than Fiction, first female guest ever. This has been a very testosterone based machismo show up to this point. She's going to bring a little uh, femininity into it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, if you uh, if you're not, go ahead and follow us on Instagram or on Facebook at Oh Yeah, That Was A Good Movie. You can also email us at Oh Yeah, That Was A Good Movie.com. Nope. nope. Uh, you can email us at <laughs> Oh Yeah, That Was A Good Movie at gmail.com. And if you like, you can uh, you can like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. Tell your friends uh, that we're here doing our thing and having having fun, goofing around, having enjoying enjoying ourselves. Oswaldo, any final thoughts? Nope. I'm ready. I'm ready for this this awesome quote that I have. Ah, I love it. <laughs> so that's it for us. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good movie. Oswaldo, my friend, always good seeing you, Brandon. Great meeting you. People at home, thank you for listening and joining and hanging out and playing with us. And as always, keep watching good movies. Good morning, Peter. Are you okay? You're up early. <laughs> 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 That was your quote. That's that was the my quote. quote. That's the only quote I could find. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. It's it's uh, it exists now. And we're stuck with it. So, all right. Thanks everybody. Goodbye everybody. Week.